Hello and welcome to the very first New Earth Project podcast episode. So the plan is for right now for the podcast is to produce an episode every single Monday. It'll be out on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So in this episode, we talk all about emotions, the dark side of it, the light, the whole shebang. So let's get right into it. Enjoy. Realize that you can get better at mastering them through the different experiences that you choose to go through. If you're like you, you choose to feel the way that you do and you have 100% control over the way that you perceive different situations um, based on whatever's going on around you. It's simply a reaction to whatever's happening, I guess. Yeah, something something that I've learned about emotions recently too is that it's unique to like our reality here. Like extraterrestrials and they, people like like in other experiences, they don't really experience emotions. Yeah, they probably experience it differently. Yeah, it's just yeah, definitely feel it a lot differently. Yeah, I feel like emotion can also help you drive, like can also drive you to be more successful and like motivate you to want to be able to uh do certain things oh like for sure you know yeah emotions have the greatest power like they're the driving force of all actions that you do before we start this a couple deep breaths get in the present moment yeah <laughs> I guess it's just me and the boys tonight. <laughs> the boys. You're one of the boys. I really am. You're not wrong, Jake. That is facts. Yeah. Out of all the girls in the chat, I am one of the boys. That is true. I do have a question, though. How do you guys um, work with your emotions? Journal. You journal? I don't, but it would be a good way to do it. Yeah. Like, like how do you how do you structure of, it? Be conscious of what you're feeling. Try. I feel like you're if you're feeling a lot of like negative emotions, like anger. Yeah. But yeah, Sunny, how do you do? How do you um? How do you work with your uh, emotions? Yeah, definitely. I in the past, I've always tried to almost like logically process the emotions, which is not really what you want to do. Like I always try to try to break down the emotion, try to figure it all out. You know what I mean? But that's not really what you're meant to do with emotions. You're meant to more feel them. So what helps me is I'll definitely focus on my breath too. Whenever like I'm starting to feel like a negative emotion come in. Slow down the breathing. And then I'll ask myself, like, is this emotion even mine? Or did I, like, pick it up on somebody else? Pick it up from somebody else? Yeah, we we were actually, we had, like, a very, like, high energy state. And then we were, we met these people who were just, like, a very, like, low, like, energy. And then we just, it was, it was insane. Like Yeah, today when we were hiking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and so it's almost like we could almost, we could feel their emotions. Yeah. And then after, we were just kind of, (sighs) like. Yeah, like, I had to, like, shake that negative energy. I was like. Like not negative, but like so definitely conscious breathing is the thing that helps me a lot whenever um when those emotions start to flood in. What about you, Mikey? Yeah, how do you, how do you deal process with your, your emotions? Ah, how, how do you, you process your emotions and like how do you like if you're getting negative emotions, how do you process that? Um, one of the ways that I process my emotion is literally as soon as I'm feeling um some type of like trigger within me, most of the time I'm unconscious about it. So I don't really know the thought that I'm feeling. But I feel the feeling. So what I do is I actually sit down. I ask myself, wait, why am I feeling this? What's causing me to feel this? And I tell myself, well, it's not 
because this is this is where I always mess up is I always think that the experience is causing my suffering when I'm un, when I'm not aware that it's actually the way I'm viewing the experience. So if I would actually take my um, attention off the experience and just place it with my awareness, then that's exactly what I need to do. So um, I lay down, I take some breaths. I usually take, I usually do four, 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 right? When I'm just like, cause it'll just get me right back to the present moment because I think that's, um, you know, where you place your attention is where you place your energy. So if I think if you're placing your attention on the breath and you're flowing it, um, you know, throughout your body, then um, it makes sense that you're going to be balanced into the present moment. So I think that's where exactly um, we're just understanding self-awareness, um, self-inquiry is so important when you are stressed out, because if you're not aware of what's going on, well, of course, it's going to reoccur and it's going to continually experience. So if you don't take the steps to be aware of it, embrace it and then accept it because a lot of people say let's just accept this right but what is acceptance right so it comes with first being aware of it and then embracing it and then you can accept it because you can't accept something that you don't know um where like you can't um think for something you don't know the targets you must um embrace it acknowledge it and then accept it so that's exactly that's what i do right in my mind i play on my mind because sometimes and i'll know a lot of people they have feelings but they're like why why like what's where's this feeling it's because a lot of people are unconscious about what they're feeling so i always like to um return to my breath because i know that the breath is my that is my power that is my same here dude same here Facts, yes breath is always the power it oh. is it's literally a superpower yeah no literally just stopping and then like breathing will literally just like bring you back to like it centers you yeah i do it's... this like i had to do it today because literally like one of my like uh what is it called like students or whatever like one of the guys that like i'm working on the house with dropped a two by four literally on my neck and i like (laughs) my whole neck and it literally just like hit my like arm and everything and obviously it's just like i'm like super thankful to have like the helmet because it's the helmet that just like made it boom and then slide after but yeah normally i'd be like yo come on man like what the hell but like i was just like yeah, you know, I'm fine. Yeah, especially whenever you like, like whenever you stub your toe. Ooh. Oh, that's a different type of pain. Those I'm emotions come in quick, and I'm like, I, <laughs> whenever like I stub my toe or something like that, like it's all. I feel like it's always like a negative emotion. That just yeah, gets me really you always just gotta swear, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I think swearing. There's like a psychological factor to swearing, and like relieves like stress, sort of. Oh, definitely. Like the word "fuck." Like you stub <laughs> your toe, bro. You just swear. You're like fucking shit, fart back yeah <laughs> it's so relieving too yeah. definitely clears the third chakra a lot i would say a way for me um when it comes to processing emotions is the first step uh just in my own experience is i have to feel it i need yes. to feel those lower vibrations i need to be able to fully digest and process um exactly what i'm feeling uh and to perceive the situation in its entirety in order to then work it out later. So I, that could simply just be, you know, looking at a get and like, th- this is completely subjective of course too, but it could be just like looking at a given situation be like, okay, did I perceive that correctly? Blah, blah, blah. Then from there I would then react to it. So that would either, I could, 
cry. I could, you know, whatever it might be. And then from there, I would, of course, you know, I, for me personally, like, it's almost like I need to talk about it. Like I need to like, get it out. Like I need to be like, you know, I would, you know, go to like a friend for advice or something. And like, you know, maybe like they would be able to, you know, help me work it out somehow. And like, I I find that like advice and talking to others and connecting with others that you really trust can be really helpful when working out your emotions, especially people that really have your best interest at heart, whether that be like a family member or a friend. So, and then once you, and as you're working that out, you need to ask yourself, like, is this emotion based in reality? Is it up here? Yes. Or is it out That's here? That's very important too. You know, we can we can completely make up a situation in t- inside our own heads, and we can yes. feel that emotion. Yes, bro. Yes. yes. Like if I'm thinking, for example, say I have thoughts of like my girlfriend cheating on me or something like that. You can feel those emotions that you would feel as if your girlfriend was actually like cheating on you. Right. Oh yeah, you can definitely build a scenario. Yeah, that's like, that's right. just how that shows that shows just how powerful your emotions can be. Right. So if you're able to, so whenever you get into those positive thought patterns, you feel those positive thoughts as well, mm-hmm. which then in turn becomes your reality. That's what you right. experience. Right. So I think that's probably the best way that I process emotions is I feel the feelings that I would initially feel after something happens to me, which causes me to think in like to think those negative thoughts, whatever that would be, or those negative emotions that I would be feeling. So just feel it first, feel it all the way through and digest it completely. Two, um, I'm somebody where, like I said, I need to talk it out, whether that be a friend, your mom, your dad, your therapist, it doesn't matter. Like, I feel like I need to express it. I need to talk it out. And then from there, while you're talking it out, ask yourself, is this thought, is this reality, does it exist up here or does it exist out here? And based on your answer, that's how you go about a given situation when trying to navigate your emotions. For sure. Emotions play a very big role in reality creation too, like totally manifesting and all that too. Because if you, whenever you're manifesting, what I try to do whenever I'm manifesting is I put myself in that emotional state as if I already have it. Like say I'm manifesting a million dollars. That's what you have to do. Act like you gotta literally wear it. Act like you're a million bucks if you're trying to attract that into your life and feel that emotion. Try to feel as just try to picture yourself like on that yacht or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That private jet. (laughs) And it eventually becomes your reality. Yeah, what I like to do is like obviously I've never like had like a private jet or anything, but like I get yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we will. I love that. We will. I already got us a pilot, Tim. Don't huh? worry. I already got us a pilot, man. Really? Oh yeah. I believe it. I believe it. I do. What I was saying is like I'll try and uh, re like sometimes when I'm manifesting, I'll try and like put myself fully in like also like in a good mood. So like I'll also put like music and stuff that like gets me to like kind of imagine and get myself into like the scenario that i want to be yes yes music is a good tool to get you in that vibration very true i agree with that fully yeah it's also good for for emotions with our topic the soul (laughs) oh it's fantastic you guys know that like state of awe do you know what i mean by like the awe state i have the one state of like complete bliss complete bliss like looking out across the horizon at cooper's rock oh (laughs) yes like you're just looking at you're looking at that very pretty sunset and you're just in complete bliss 
yeah that right there is what i found is a great time to visualize what you're trying to manifest whenever you're feeling that emotion of bliss and visualizing that it's a great manifesting tool in terms of visualization right i i think that that's the key right there but i think your your personal reality creates your personality right so i don't think you can go out of your way to create something if you're not at that energetical match because the universe doesn't respond with words doesn't respond with wants responds with who you are responds with vibration responds with energy right so um if how you think and how you feel creates a state of being it must make sense that in order to create something right you can't be waiting because if you're waiting, you're not creating. I don't understand why people, oh, I'm waiting for this possible. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for a healing. I'm waiting yeah. for this possibility to collapse in my, um, they got to let go reality, right? Not understanding that it's, you already have everything you already want in, in, internally, right? Your internal world oh, yeah. right, is just a reflection of what you have, um, externally, right? So, um, if you can continuously, um, create a new state of being every single day and you can feel an elevated emotion with a clear intention, right? You can have a, an, a target of where you're going to aim. Like I said earlier, well, it makes sense that the universe is going to give you exactly what you need, but you can't create a new personality if you're living by the same emotions that you were living from your past, because how are you going to create a new person? Per as I said, personality, if you're still living in the record of the old self, because the old self is living in that old reality. So in, or, in order to create a new personal reality, you're going to have to become so conscious of those unconscious thoughts that you were that you were thinking. So you can create a new uh, you can create a new uh, personal reality. So that's why that's why I think um, just creating a lot. Some people get a little mixed up when it when it comes to just because I know a lot of people on TikTok. You know, just visualize it. Just just go sit in your room and you can have whatever you want. And and I think if if it was just that easy, if it was just that easy, well, God damn, we would, we would all be, um, you know, a lot of, I'd have a lot of stuff. We'd be, we'd be on different planets right now. So it's like, yeah, I want to, I want to tell you guys, yeah, you can create your personal reality, right? You can, you can do that, but you gotta, you gotta work. You gotta literally invest time in yourself and you gotta it's know. It's so important to take action on it too, because yeah. all that, you're visualizing all this stuff. It's all in higher realms, higher dimensions, other dimensions. But how this reality works is you actually have to go out and do it and bring it into the physical. Yeah. That's the most important part. Because it's one I, thing I to really feel all the emotions and all that and visualizing and getting in that state of bliss and all that. But it's very different from actually doing it. That That's... That's what allows us to complete the manifestation process. Ties all loose ends. Yeah, you almost need to like align yourself with what you see up here and bring it out here. And you can try that in many different ways depending on what you're doing. Um, it all completely depends, but I don't know. I feel like you need to, you just have to start. You just need to take action somehow, some way. And if that fails, okay, well, at least you went for it. And at least you tried, what did you learn from it? And how can you, you know, try to manifest that more successfully the next time, you know, as you try to go for the thing that you want? I tried is a lot better than what if. Yes. 
exactly exactly like you actually have to try and you actually have to go for it in order to actually try to reach exactly what you want and if you if you fuck up okay like that's fine try maybe try it a different way try another method try another you know doesn't matter what it would be but you need to attempt to align yourself with your manifestation with your desire with what you want in order to get to the place that you want to be yeah I think you can learn more in failure than you can with success sort of like you learn exactly you have to um you have to fail to know what it's like to succeed yeah exactly you can't succeed without failing that's I think that's the problem with society I think that's that's the problem uh problem with society is um now nowadays society is um obsessed with um um just instant gratification instant like just instant instant dopamine rushes it's just a dopamine rush when you're watching a a comedy show or you're you're on your phone and you're or you're you're um you know you're doing inappropriate things right and it's just it's so (laughs) it's so um crazy to think that well and a lot of people in this world the number one reason why they don't create in a sense right it's because change is really hard and people don't want to do cha- people don't want to change right so um you know a lot of people will try to meditate and, I'll, and they'll talk to me about yo mike like i've been trying to meditate oh cool how many times you meditate well i tried once I j- it just doesn't work and it, and it's like well guess what you're not gonna get it the, the first time right you're not gonna get it <laughs> yeah, that one all the time That's the one i'm just like man first time. so many excuses mm-hmm. <laughs> Your egoic mind, your ego has been running the show your whole life. Do you think you're just going to step in and say, well, hey, I'm in control now. You know, you got to understand yeah. that you're only 5% conscious, right? And you're 95% subconscious. You, you don't have a chance against when you're battling your, your subconscious mind. So then this is what I always tell my, um, uh, for the people that can't meditate. Well, I tell them this. Well, I tell them that they're a victim. They're basically a victim to their own environment because if they sit down, right, and their body says, well, you got to go get your coffee, you got to go to work, you got to go organize, you got to go organize pages for your kids, do all this, right, and your body says, you got to do all, you got to organize the website, you got to check your phone, you got to check your emails, you got to go on Twitter, all these things, because your body's been running the show for, for all these years, and then you, you're, you're trying to sit down, you're trying to have that one moment to yourself, right, and, um, and you can't, you can't get beyond your body, you can't get beyond your emotions, because your body's been running the show, the, the whole your whole life so you sit there and you say um well what am I gonna do and, and I think the best thing to do at that at that point is no you're gonna stay here and you're not gonna get up until I tell you you're gonna get up and you're gonna sit I love it <laughs> meditation you're not going to you're not gonna tell me what to do and you're not the mind I'm the mind and you're gonna tell your body what your mind intellectually understood and that's how you take control of your life you don't say you know what oh you want to go you want to go get your coffee my body wants to go get his coffee and then listen you play victim because you're so attached to that identity of that personal reality that you have how are you going to create a new reality you're so attached to your identity so if you sit your body down and you say oh my body wants to get up well i'm aware just like we've been talking about at the beginning of the podcast about self-awareness well i'm aware that my my body wants to get up my body's giving all these sensations these emotions these feelings that i'm that are uncomfortable but i'm sitting here and i'm not going to get up until i'm done my meditation and you're gonna spend 20 minutes 20 minutes of you i need you to sit here and you're not going to move until it's over i don't care if my heart's pounding onto my chest i don't care if you give me a chest pain i don't care if you give me a sensation that's bothering me you're sitting here until i tell you 
it to get up. And that's how it is because I'm in control. You're not the mind. I am the mind. I love it, Blakey. Period. That's a mic drop right there. I think also too, like even going off of that, I think people are so afraid to fail. Yes. Yeah, like, like, like when, when they try new things. I remember my, my high school psychology teacher told me um, fail stands for first attempt in learning and i think that that's like such like a good like a great way to look at it because i think when people hear the concept of failure or when they when they experience failure i think that they get so like it's such a blow to their ego and that's not true it's just yeah you're, we're because society where society wants us to be perfect like perfectionism it puts it it puts it out there through social media and all that oh, and like it's just I, so I it's so it's toxic perfectly, it's perfectly okay to fail like especially oh when it's you're, amazing to fail you know, especially when you're like a beginner at something because it shows that like you tried and it shows that you put in the effort to at least, you know, at least just give it a shot, you know, but I think like, you know, because people are so attached to this 3D reality and people are so attached to their egos that if they think, oh, if I try and I fail, people are going to, you know, laugh at me. People are going to make fun of me. People are going to yeah. judge me. And I think people, and again, because they're so attached to their ego, they're also afraid of judgment. Yes. I felt the same way. Whenever I first started making TikTok videos, I was just so, I was so afraid of judgment from totally. people around me, but you just got to push through it. You, gotta, it's, you can overcome it. It's just Easily, your mind playing yeah. tricks on you. Fuck what other people think. Yeah. You will always be criticized by someone doing less than you, not someone doing more than you. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Always. People's, uh, that's what hold people's, uh, what holds a lot of people back is the other people's opinions, right? Here's the thing about like what I've, like, I've changed my perception on people that um, come on, come on my um, TikTok channel and, and spread some hate to me. I actually love those people because I changed my perception. Now before it would really bother me, but here's the insight of it. Those people have bottled up emotions that they haven't dealt with. I feel bad for them. I want yeah. them to feel love. I hope they yeah. feel love. I hope they feel yeah. like a feeling that that resonates with them. And I, they're coming to my channel. They're 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 hating on me to to project what they have inside of them. That takes a lot of energy. And I feel yeah. I feel bad for you. And I, I I honestly I hope the best for you. And I hope that you 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 handle your own emotions and you um you. You're, it's not you because I'm sure you're a pure, I'm sure you're a pure, beautiful soul. If you were to deal with all your problems, you'd be an amazing person, but you've programmed your brain to be a victim. So you're going to continuously project it on others because that's your reality. So I feel bad for you and don't yeah. project it on me. Guess what? I've changed my perception on it. So now you can no, you can no longer. You know what I've realized? How anxious our generation is. There's so much anxiety in our generation. I was just talking about this with one of my friends the other day. And oh my lord, it's it's insane how anxious kids are. It's it's not healthy at all. It's number one in the world. Right now. Oh, they use the word anxiety so much too, which literally oh makes my. Because I, using those words, you put yourself in that vibration. Yeah, highest it's ever been. Uh, depression, anxiety are the highest it's ever been. Um, ever. And I don't I, I don't understand. We have this we have this rectangular phone that um you know is is go to say has all the materials and stuff that will help us um you know and make us feel happy and we have all this freedom we have all this pleasure but yet we're still in this place of misery we're still in this place of lack because society is too comfortable that is why we and and um touching on um just with the whole theories of um you know how how men are supposed to um you know just be toughen up they're supposed to toughen up they're not supposed to show their emotions right and i think that it's even with the media being talked about, it's even, it's getting more pushed out that, that type of topic, that type of topic is getting so pushed out that it's like, it's common for men 
to um, feel an emotion and just suppress it. And that's where I think people that have the most anxiety have problems suppressing grief. Because what happens is they feel that grief comes and it comes in a different way. It gets put out in a different way. What's up, Lumina? Lumina, welcome to the vibe sesh. Hi, guys. I'm sorry I lost track of time. No worries. No worries. We're just talking about how fucked up our generation is, like with anxiety. Oh, yeah, dude. That's so generational. Fuck that. Oh, I know. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, like it literally just got handed to us in our DNA. But the good news is that it's just energy. So we can just transmute that shit. Yeah, that's definitely one of our missions here like as a generation like our generation to clear out all that anxiety it's gonna take a lot of work it is gonna take a lot of work because a lot of people place their whole identity on that anxiety that on that label oh they really do they yeah it's almost like being put on a pedestal and then what i've been going through i have all these emotions what everyone has a story everyone has their own type of everyone has to walk some some dark some dark trail in life everyone has to to um get to a point where they learn to where they suffer you know, and, and it's like, are you are you gonna place your whole identity on that on that that suffering that you feel? Right. I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to. And a perfectionism definitely causes a lot of anxiety as well. Totally. Yeah, I think it's Especially obviously if- also tied to all the social medias and comparing. Oh yeah. The instant the instant dopamine hits whenever you're scrolling through, and then yeah. whenever you're just going about your daily life and you're not getting that instant dopamine and instant gratification it can it can make you anxious can make you anxious definitely because you're you know, also, like, searching for that and you're like you know yeah, i think i'm um, also like living like in the present moment kind of gets rid of like that anxiety sort of for oh, 100 um but yeah when like you break it down just like frame by frame you're not really worrying too much about what's like other people are doing what's making you anxious sort of like your triggers and you're able to like like find that like my for like if like you you get anxious about like if somebody's like snapchatting you like have you realized like how stupid that is like like who gives a fuck like who you're sending pictures to back and forth like that's so fucking stupid you should just worry about yourself and put energy into yourself instead of trying to Impressive. Yeah. Snapchat's an interesting platform. Also, yeah. um, Tim touched on uh, perfectionism, and yes. I just wanted to give my two cents on that. This is very like oddly specific, but it definitely like affected me in a lot of ways, just like in my childhood. Um, specifically when it came to dancing, I was I started um, dancing on a competition team um, in like fourth grade, and I did competitions from fourth grade all the way up until senior year and a big part of being a competition dancer and when you're putting a dance together is like everybody has to be moving at the same time in the music like like the lines in your dance and your formations have to be absolutely perfect if you're going to do a turn sequence everybody needs to be turning together so that was a big thing you know like right around you know your childhood kind of in that time of you're like mm-hmm. nine ten eleven yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like a big time where kids are I mean kids are impressionable just in general but just for me and especially in that time where I was really transforming um I guess like my art and dance and as I was just like learning a lot more and opening myself up to this new possibility of becoming a competition dancer um that was a big thing that was drilled in my brain of like it really all of our brains of like this needs to be perfect and if it's not perfect we're gonna lose points and if somebody fucks it up well then yeah, it's not like programmed you 
It programmed yep. you. It completely, it, it programmed all of us. And although I'm extremely grateful for my experience and my time as a dancer, and I had so much fun competing, it is one of the like highlights of my life and just my my life as a kid, just into, you know, like a preteen and a teenager. Like that was like some of the highlights of just my young, my young years. Um, I'm still young, but you, you get what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. um, but it, I, you're hundred percent correct. Like that kind of program my brain and now kind of in these, you know, times of, you know, now I'm in college and I'm still studying dance. I notice a lot of those perfectionist tendencies affect me now because now, you know, when you're in college, you're, you're kind of going from, you know, at your home studio dancing for a team to now in college, taking dance and taking that art into your own hands and purely dancing for yourself. But based on how you trained at your old studio and how you, you got your roots in the ground, that's gonna then affect how you're going to continue to train as you pursue dance. So I find a lot of those unhealthy perfectionist tendencies affecting my art now. Very like specific, but I, when you mentioned- You're conscious of it though, part. which is the best part. Yeah. You're conscious totally. of it. Yeah, no, that helps a lot. At least recognize it. Right. And I used to be pretty perfectionist too. And I, I'll still catch myself sometimes as well. Like just because those are like super old programs, but they're just so well programmed into my brain that I just like, you know. I still it's very it. hard. Yeah. It's very hard to remember. And like, here's the thing with like perfectionism is like, we only have the theory of and like that, that's what like a lot of things in the universe too. Like there's nothing that truly exists. We only have the theory of the concept of the idea of. So we have like the idea of perfectionism, but what really is perfectionism? We only have the concept of that. We don't but know exactly what it is. It and also, right. And, and perfectionism could look different for everybody, depending on what perspective you're looking at it from. Yes. Yeah. That also ties to a, a, a lot of things like, yeah. for like happiness and just like a lot of other. Yep. But completely it, subjective yeah, yeah, yeah but perception is pretty much oh like everything <laughs> absolutely oh oh a hundred percent yeah i always like also i know this is still like not fully on the emotion subject but like i'll still like some oh actually i kind of forgot what i was gonna say i had something in mind and i was like oh i said the emotion thing and then it just yeah. No, 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 no. And honestly, too, like this all kind of branches off of emotions because oh, it, sure. it, like, we kind of have like this like overarching umbrella of emotions. And this is just everything that comes to mind, just streams of consciousness that fall under this grand topic. So even if it's not entirely about emotions, like that's perfectly fine. At least I think. I don't know about. No, I agree. You kind of orchestrated this whole thing. Oh, but I yeah. agree. No, I agree. Okay. <laughs> it ties together. We're all right. Yeah, I see um, it. I see it as almost like a uh, like a seed. And yes if you don't give attention to those negative emotions, the seed grows mm -hmm. and it grows bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And it could have just started off from one small little thing, mm -hmm. one small little trigger, but it can grow into something very massive into a, it could grow into a massive, like a big fear. Exactly. Just from that one exactly. little seed, just because you didn't take the time to process that emotion, it grew big and it created a fear out of it. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I said, um, from there, like, I always find just like, for me personally, I always find it helpful to like, talk through it with someone, especially somebody that I really, really trust. Um, it could be I, it, just like, I need advice or why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? Um, and regardless of the way that you feel, it's 100% valid. 
you know, I feel like that it's always like important to just like come back to that and just realize like, Hey, like how I'm feeling right now is completely okay. Even if it is a, a lower vibrational state or even yeah. if it, you, you know what I mean? Like just, just remind yourself like, Hey, this is okay to feel the way that I'm feeling. And also getting it out and talking yes. it out with someone I think is incredibly important. And it's then definitely something I've struggled with. Right. And then like, the I put all these expectations for myself. Like I always, I put myself on this pedestal. I'm like, yep. okay, I have to be this. I have to be this, but that's mm-hmm. actually what's fucking me up in the end putting and that, all that's the idea of perfectionism myself. once again yeah. that, that's how that comes in you're like this needs to be perfect right um but then I also touched on you know as you're working through the because I, I just find like if I can kind of like bounce my feelings off of someone else and then they kind of spit different things back at me then it helps me to kind of work through exactly how I'm thinking and feeling yeah. and then from there I just thought like okay is this thought is this feeling based in reality? And does that reality exist up here? Or does that reality exist out here? Because these two things are very different. At least I think and in my so different. experience. So that's how I said how I process my emotions. You can literally create a fear out of just one thought. Like mm-hmm. a massive fear yeah. can. Yeah. It's so important to take a step back when you feel that negative emotion. Take a step back. Deep breaths. <sighs> breath is, the breath is everything. And you also don't have to, you have to like realize you can't, you don't have to associate yourself like with that, like feeling like that thought sort of like mm-hmm. say you're having, so like uh, Sonny and I have said, like, sometimes we've had like schizophrenic thoughts sort of, and like, it's just like very like relieving when like you just de-associate with your mind sort of and like in those like negative thoughts and you're just like take a step back. And you just like become the observer of your thoughts instead of just letting your thoughts control you. Yeah, it's super easy to get caught up in those emotions, those negative emotions, those negative thought patterns. It's so easy to get caught up in them. It's so important <laughs> that you could that you find time to take a step back and yeah. simply just watch it all in front of you instead of becoming it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love psychedelics for that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Working with my emotions, especially like past trauma and all that. This Definitely. is like when I get like next level emotional and like i cry a lot and it's like the biggest relief at the end <laughs> you know touching on what you were saying what we were saying before about just anxiety and depression um i want to go around and just kind of uh get everyone's perception on why um why do you guys think um anxiety and depression is so high um just in this generation like, social media for sure definitely social definitely. media is, is like the biggest uh projector of that sort of like um you see like all these like famous instagram models like kylie jenner and you're like oh damn like she's hot she's got nice curvy body and nice face like why the fuck do i not look like that like yeah even if you're not thinking it like consciously subconsciously yeah exactly you take that in you're just like damn she's hot and then like you go look at yourself in the mirror and you're like damn i don't look like her yeah and you see these guys posting pictures like on big yachts and stuff like that with a bunch of girls around and then like kids are like like, damn, like, I wish, like, I could do that, but I can never be that. They think they can never be that because it's put on a pedestal like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're portrayed like they're not human, sort of. Okay. Also, also, what I think, too, is I think parents have a very big, big impact on yeah, that as well. for sure, bro, for sure. Because parents just having, like, these big expectations for kids as well. Like, I know a lot of kids in my school that their parents put all these massive expectations on their kids that oh, they're not going to live up to that, and they might not even want to do that you know what i mean yeah, let them be, man. Just yeah. 
and that creates anxiety you know I think it's it's even more extreme like I feel like the way we're wording it is just scratching the surface because something I noticed recently is that what used to be behaviors that people exhibited if they had experienced trauma in their childhood is now normalized behaviors Mm. like I mean, like hypervigilance, codependency, people pleasing, the list goes on. And that used to be tell all signs that that person had experienced trauma or had like a parent with a personality disorder. But now that's just regular behavior that people in our generation exhibit. And I think that that's really a sign that something is not good. And it's and it definitely social media is the root. I think, you know, in the end of the day, anxiety and depression is a symptom, especially anxiety. Anxiety is literally, it all goes down to three fundamental fears, right? There's the fear of failure, abandonment, and death. All fears go back to those. And each one of us has one of those predominantly in our person because we all have to have some deep-rooted fear in this lifetime to help us learn more about love, right? Because fear is the opposite of love. Oh, the problem sure. is that we can't constantly be experiencing failure. We're not failing in every single thing every second of the day. We're not constantly getting abandoned every second of every single day. And we're not constantly dying every second of every single day. So subconsciously, our mind is going to find ways for those fears to manifest so that we can interact with them. And I think that it's actually quite disturbing that when these fears come out and we start interacting with them, that what is happening in society and what's happening on social media actually has began to make them come true. And now people are literally exhibiting signs of being a person who has experienced trauma. Let's say you have a fear of failure. You go on social media and you realize you're fucking failing. (laughs) Everything you wanted to be, you're just not doing it. You're literally at that point getting that rubbed in your face every single day. That's trauma. That's literally actually trauma. We have a traumatized generation do Yo, this is that nothing is being done about it Our nothing generation is also extremely just scared of everything and this is why it's because we should we should be able to allow these fears to manifest and then you know it, it doesn't get taken that far like pe- your parents help you with it or you fucking see a psychologist, whatever it may be, they should be able to, we should be allowed to manifest these fears and let them come out and work through them and transmute them. But that's not happening. Instead, when they get brought up into reality, they stick because that's the world we live in. It is unsafe. It's all women are unsafe all the time. Literally, like probably 50% of the women in the world sleep with their lights on. Like it's scary as fuck. Yeah. It's it's the fears are real. <laughs> to be frank, they're real. And by by brushing it off and saying, you know, we just have anxiety or whatever, that's not true. We're experiencing anxiety is just becoming so normalized. Like it's exactly you know, no, it has been this. Yeah, I I can definitely definitely agree with that. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I find it a little bit like irritating, but like I also have to like see it and put myself in their shoes. The fact that they're just using it without really knowing much. Yeah. Cause like, I'll be hearing it all the time. Like, <laughs> and stuff. It's just like, Oh, I have too much like ADHD or anxiety or just like stress. or I don't have time to like meditate, like just like excuses, like through the roof. And I'm just like, 
at at the time i'm like well no you do you just like like i just uh, i like think the way i think and then i'm like oh no i gotta like put myself a little bit back and be like this person doesn't meet the way i perceive things you know yeah 100%. i think um I have to be understanding of people i think i think one of the one of the biggest causes of just why anxiety and depression is so high is how comfortable society is so yeah we have a, a rectangular um a rectangular shape our phone in our pocket all, at all times we can use it whenever you want get that pleasure we can go we can we can we can uh there's so much things that they're pushing out vaping um you know they, they got oh, they, all the nicotine and all that there's so many people that are addicted to it now it's so bad overusing drugs we got guys watching all these porn porn hub sites we all this type of escape escapism that's the that's the number one problem with with a lot of people in this societies, we escape the way that we're feeling a lot. And I think the the way the hero is born at the darkest part of the journey. And I think the only way to 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 live this life and to, to live it to its full to, to its full <coughs> suffer. Like like and and not suffering as a as changing your belief on suffering, but because I think um, there's wisdom, you know, changing your belief on on suffering, right? And and using that that suffering is going to be wisdom in the in the in the long run because you cannot grow, right? Um, you have to start honoring the dark situations for revealing your light because sometimes the light can be blinding. And what I mean by that is that if you're in the light for too long, you won't know where to go. You don't know where to go next. You're too comfortable. You're too. It's it's too easy. And that's why um, they say bad things happens. A, a lot of bad things um happen to to good people because they continuously grow and with these um these people that are are living a so-called perfect life and they're they're they get all these perfect circumstances and they're living free 24 7 they actually have a curse that's actually bad and it might feel to them that they're living a perfect life but no they can't grow they can't be they can't involve their soul they can't live their soul purpose they're they're so lost they're so attached to their identity that they can't get they can't become greater than their own emotions so that's why society is so is so drawn to this comfortability. Nobody wants to go get out of their comfort zone. Nobody wants to, you know, go on the vegan diet or or you know, um, treat your body right. We, we go eat some McDonald's. We can go feel. I can feel good after. I'll feel, I'll feel good, but I'll feel like shit after. But I'd rather feel. A lot of people would rather feel good eating it than actually um, feeling feeling good after. They they care about that temporary pleasure, right? And then the dopamine, the dopamine rush. We can just escape our problems. And that's that's the number one society. That's the number one problem. Society. You have to go through darkness to be able to see the light. You have, I always tell somebody, if you want to grow, you have to suffer. No one in this chat, I promise you right now, maybe you've grown a bit from, from positive events in your life, but I guarantee those dark situations you've had in your life, you have grown so much. You have became the person that you are right now because of those dark yes. it's not the, it's not the the light situations those those positive situations all the time yeah they're good they're they're fulfilling but it's those those times where you didn't know where you're gonna go next you didn't know where with the direction you're gonna you're gonna head it's i completely agree with you michael it's like it's like a seed dude it's like the seed the seed starts in a dark place and then it sprouts out to be this big beautiful thing 
to see. You have to see. How are you, like, it, you get placed in some uncomfortable situation. You didn't program your, you've programmed your body to be so comfortable. So it makes sense that when you have a, an uncomfortable situation arise, you're going to react in fear and in, in shame and guilt and, and victim. We're going to play, and then we place this victim mindset on ourselves, right? Well, I'm this way because of that person. I'm this way. I'm this way because she did this to me. I'm this way because I watched this. No, you're that way because you can't get beyond yourself. You are your biggest enemy. And here's the thing, high stressful emotions, emotions are highly addictive, right? Stressful emotions are highly addictive. A lot of people are addicted to their own emotions. So they place, they reaffirm their addiction to that emotion and they place it on the event outside of them because they say, well, something outside of me is causing me this. Something outside of me is causing this, this pain, this discomfort. No, it's you. You are the only person that's causing you that discomfort. It's a hard pill to swallow, but you are your biggest enemy. And that's where, that's where you guys got to, um, and society has to understand is that take accountability for what you're experiencing. And I, if, if everyone were took accountability for what they're experiencing, embrace discomfort, wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have a problem because everyone would be, they program their mind, they program their mind to be able to handle tough situations. That's all it is. Yeah. That that's definitely a more in-depth, <laughs> more, more of a detailed way of saying like kind of what I said with the whole, like you have to feel your feelings and go through like those dark places and those dark emotions in order to again, get where you want to be and that, you know, and, and then from there with the whole, um, what was the other thing that you said? Discomfort. Maggie? Discomfort. Oh, I was, I was going to relate to that one after but that was that was like... I, know, I said a lot <laughs> yeah no it, it was it was a lot to take in but yeah but no I think that that was a very like more like in-depth or detailed way of saying um you know you have to actually like feel those feelings in order to get to where you want to be yeah. and get out of those emotions those like negative thoughts that are keeping you in a lower vibration lower vibrational state I, I don't I don't get okay I don't get that's what I think is weird is that why is light glorified and dark a necessary evil why can't they just both be necessary things that we feel neutral about it's like you're right it is about embracing discomfort but i also feel like we're applying good and bad constructs to two necessary things and that makes us uncomfortable when it wouldn't have to be uncomfortable if we took a neutral standpoint to it and just had an awareness of it and that's what being an observer i think really is it's just having an awareness of those two necessary things taking place and not applying good and bad constructs to them so like discomfort isn't really necessary because you could be if you if you accept what it is you don't necessarily have to be uncomfortable experiencing it yeah you just see it as an experience exactly yeah it's the same thing for me for like tripping i don't see my trips at either good or bad now i see them simply as an experience because i'm just being the observer of whatever is happening to me but a lot of people like are seeing things obviously with because this is duality they see things as good or bad so the best way of explaining them is kind of being like you got to go in your uncomfortable zone to learn and then once they get to know a little bit better they know that this is not really an uncomfortable zone this is just a zone right i get what you're saying so that's the constructs that we're working with in terms of the general public yeah and i, I but in the big picture I, I agree with you like 100 because that's how i see life now and just right like, life is a trip I was saying that trippy riddles on some shit. Trippy Aaron knows what he's talking about. But yeah, but I agree with you from, from Mikey too, because like for me, if I haven't done like a lot of the things that like I used to see as very uncomfortable, like cold showers and like no fap as well, like just like challenging my body, I wouldn't have grown. Yeah, I just, I, 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 yeah. I'm just, see the thing with me is 
I don't like to sh- I don't I don't like to sugarcoat anything. I like to be very straightforward with someone. I, I like to give someone an answer that they don't want to hear. Sometimes I like to really give. I like the Aries in this man. I, I like to give someone an answer sometimes that that's <laughs> gonna be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Because I've I've had some uh, talk with um, talks with people, and um, you know sometimes it can be to be uh, you gotta watch that you're not too arrogant when you say it. But um, I just of course um, I don't believe um, good okay, good and bad. There's it's, there's 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 no difference. It's the attitude you're putting towards it, right? It's the, they're they're just they're just the same, right? You know what I'm saying? And I, I that's something I I definitely I definitely agree on, right? Um, but I just um I mean just trying to like just trying to get out of your just your comfort zone and making that your your natural state of of who you are, so it becomes simpler, just like how your body gets used to anything you do, and it just becomes easy for you. That's kind of what I. Um, was meaning uh, meaning by that it's a it's a back door it's the exact same thing it's just two different ways to get there 100 funny do you have any other thoughts or questions or proposals for i think this is fantastic yeah me too <laughs> i want to i would say i'm i'm very satisfied with the with how it went with the podcast i'm i'm good with ending it right there honestly If you are still listening to this, I just wanted to say thank you for listening all the way through and connecting with us. We are super excited to make even more episodes and provide much, much more value for you. So thank you. We are super grateful for you. And remember that you are the change.